Southern Indiana Men's Ministerial Association will have their meeting Monday on August 8th. And it's going to be where? Mitch? I don't know. No, I don't know either. Hibernia. Huh? Hibernia. Hibernia. Did you say they're going to have a meal? Dinner today after service. Praise God. And uh, Mitch prayed hard for this. We have it. So um, everyone's welcome to stay. If you can't stay, you're welcome to get it to go order and take it with you. Yeah. But we'd like for you to stay in fellowship with us. Okay. Well, I guess that's monthly business meeting. Yeah, monthly business meeting tomorrow. Six o'clock. Kathy? For all of those who wish to join us this evening, there'll be homemade blackberry syrup and something if they have And ice cream. Come join us. Bribery. Right, well, that sounds like reason enough to be there. We did, we did an anniversary. Yeah. Didn't sing All right. Well, our first hymn this morning will be uh, "Great Is Thy Faithfulness," Amen. number seventeen. Everyone, please let's stand and uh, sing and worship.
you take us to the Lord in word prayer, please? Amen. Father God, we are so blessed. We are so grateful that we can be here in your house and that we can be called your children, the children of the kingdom of God, the creator of all that exists. Wow. Lord, you are so good to us. We are so blessed because, Lord, everything that was necessary for our salvation, you provided. All that we needed, all that we still need, you still provide. Lord, we are, we are just overwhelmed with your goodness. So during this service this morning, out of our grateful hearts, we lift up to thee the worship that is due to you. Bless us as we bless thee. In Christ's name, amen. Our Father, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Be seated, please. Let's uh, turn our hymn books to number 453. It is well with my soul. One of my favorite, all-time favorites.
260, come share the Lord. Meditation this morning is free to choose. Amen. Choose this day whom you will serve. Amen. Repeatedly in the Bible, both na nations and individuals had to make decisions affecting their futures. And so do we. Sometimes they may... They made wrong choices and suffered the consequences as a result. When we face decisions, we need to remember that God hasn't left us in the dark. Not, nor is he uninter in uninterested. Yes. God loves us. Amen. And he wants us, he wants what is best for us. Yes. He has a perfect path in life for us. And he wants us to choose it instead of the wrong path Satan would tempt us yep. to follow. Even, even when our way seems unclear, God gives us light. Yes. He gives us his word, the Bible, 
and many of our decisions would be much easier if we only knew its moral and spiritual principles. Yes. He also gives us wisdom, sometimes through other people, to understand our situation. And he gives us the Holy Spirit to guide us. Never make a decision without committing it to God and seeking his will. He promises to guide you, and he will. Amen. Let us pray. Lord, you have promised to guide our steps if we will only let you do this for us. We need to turn things over to you and do your will. As we get ready to commune with you, as a church family, we want to honor you yes. as our Savior. For it's in Christ's name I pray. Amen. Brother Jim. Let's take a few moments of meditation, get our minds and our hearts right with what we're about to participate in. Jesus had met with his apostles for their last Passover feast. He instituted the Lord's Supper that we're about to participate in now. He had taken the bread, broke the bread, told them to take this and eat. This is my body. It's being sacrificed for remissions and saving the sins of the world. Everyone, please partake. Likewise, he poured the wine for the disciples, told them to drink this, as this is my blood that is being shed for all of mankind, let's each partake. Stand for the doxology. you all to turn in your hymnals because I don't know if it's, it might be on the screen. Uh, peace, Perfect Peace. It's kind of a new song. I wanted us to learn it. Not very hard. Not very long. But it's going to tie in with some of the lessons that we're, we'll have probably in the near future. Uh, about how calm we can be, even though this world is as dark as it is, we know where we can find peace and perfect peace. Amen. Everyone, please, you know, sing as much as you can. Uh, after the first verse, you'll know it.
Station in uh, uh, Eastern Kentucky last night, and they showed a bunch of the people gathering, trying to help each other. And one thing I kept seeing people say over and over said, "God is good." And then they said that all the time. Kept seeing that last night on news. Very nice to see. Praise the Lord. Good morning. Isn't it great to be in the house of the Lord? Especially knowing we're going to have food afterwards. But we're going to try to have some spiritual food first. How's that? The reason why it's not in the uh, bulletin about what I'm speaking on is because I didn't know until yesterday morning when I was in the shower. I, uh, I was praying and I asked God, what do you want me to preach about? I have no clue at this point. What do you want me to preach about? Boom. First Thessalonians chapter 5. I was like, wow, that was fast. <laughs> I just knew instantly. And so this morning from First Thessalonians chapter 5, we're going to cover uh, verses 1 through 11. And it is talking about the day of the Lord, the day of the Lord. So let's go ahead and get into this and see what we can pull out that God wants us to know, that God wants us to be encouraged by and to use for his glory. Now, brothers, about times and dates, we do not need to write to you, for you know very well that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. While people are saying peace and safety, destruction will come on them suddenly as labor pains on a pregnant woman, and they will not escape. But you, brothers, are not in darkness so that this day should surprise you like a thief. You are all sons of the light and sons of the day. We do not belong to the night or to the darkness. So then let us not be like others who are asleep, but let us be alert and self-controlled. For those who sleep, sleep at night. Those who get drunk, get drunk at night. But since we belong to the day, let us be self-controlled, putting on faith and love as a breastplate and the hope of salvation as a helmet. For God did not appoint us to suffer wrath, but to receive salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. He died for us so that whether we are awake or asleep, 
we may live together with him. Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up just as, in fact, you are doing. Here he's addressing a church in Thessalonica. They have sent some questions to Paul through a messenger, and he's answering these questions. And, and apparently there was either an issue that come up about, uh, about the day of the Lord. And we know uh, that earlier on, some people had informed them they missed it, <laughs> that the rapture had already come. And so he's continuing on to teach and to encourage the church now, this, there is a warning here, but the warning is mostly for the lost people, those that are in the darkness, those that are asleep, those that are not living according to God's word, those who are not obeying Jesus, those who have not accepted him as Lord and Savior. He's saying those people, the very ones that are persecuting you, the very ones that are causing you all the problems, they're the ones that are in trouble if they don't repent. But you don't have to worry. If the day of the Lord comes right now, you're ready to go. You're ready. That's what he's saying. Don't sweat it. You are ready. They are not. If they cause you to lose your life, they're the ones that's going to be in trouble, not you. Folks, times right now are are beginning to get bad. They're not real bad yet. But unless there's some major changes, things are going to get very difficult for everybody. He's saying here, don't be asleep about what's going on around you. Don't miss the boat. Don't don't just ride the wave. Be the one that's ready for when the wave's gone. There's no more waves to ride. Be ready for that. The time is coming. You know, the day of the Lord, that is awesome to think that one day we're going to look up and Jesus is going to be there in the clouds. And he's going to say, come home, come home. I'm looking forward to that day. It could be today as far as I'm concerned. I'm ready. I want to go, Uh, especially get rid of this sinus headache. Boy, I'm ready for that. But, you know. He's talking about darkness and light. He's talking about day and night. He's talking about drunkenness and sobriety. He is making these contrasts and comparisons so that we can grasp what he's saying. Those who are disobedient, they live in the night. They're night creatures. That, you know, there's many night creatures in our world today, in, in, especially in the big cities. You know, the, the, they see these certain cities like... Uh, Uh, Where's the gambling in Nevada? Vegas never sleeps. There you go. Thank you. I knew Bob would know. (laughs) Gotcha. (laughs) But, you know, uh, so why why do they say that these big cities never sleep? Well, because uh, there is, for one, industry going on at all the times. And not everyone who's out at night has evil intentions. But there are many, many night creatures that... You know, they're two-legged, two-armed. You know, we call them people, but they are night creatures. They go out in the night to, to party, to get drunk, to do evil things. And that's what he's talking about here. And basically, when you stop to think about what this message is, underneath of all of what he's saying, when you break it down to its basic principle, what he's saying is, is these people have no hope in Jesus, so they find hope and comfort wherever they can get it. I get drunk, I'll get high, uh, it'll be okay, I'll get by. I'm sorry, there's no peace in that, just like the song we sang. There's no peace in that. It, here's the thing I know from personal experience about getting high, okay, is at the moment it seems great. While you're high, you don't think about anything. You're just having fun. But the moment that you begin to come down off of that high, the very devil who tempted you into it also comes back to visit you and say, look 
at what a miserable wretch you are. Look at how bad your life is. Instead of dealing with just go get high again. (laughs) That's the way the devil works, folks. That's the bondage that he gets people into. And they feel comfort from their getting high because in that moment, they're not in reality. They're not thinking about their problems in this world. They're not thinking about anything. They're just having fun. You don't have to use drugs to be drunk on this world. Many people get drunk on power in their positions if they're a CEO of a major corporation or a manager of a large organization. They get drunk on the power that they have over people's lives. Well, if you beg me, I might let you take a vacation. I'll see if I can work it in. But, you know, then you're going to have to work twice as much. I can't tell you how many times I've heard that. Uh, There's many ways that we can get drunk in this world without using alcohol or drugs. We can get drunk on power. We can get drunk on position. We can get drunk on just things, materialism. So many people in America are trapped in the idea that if I have more things, I'll be happier. In fact, isn't that what the commercials tell us? (laughs) If you have this, you'll be happy. Too many people get caught up, and it's not just young people, but too many people get caught up in the idea, if only I had this, I would be happier. If only I had that, I would be happier. And yet the Bible says... To be content with such as you have. Not what you can get. Not what you don't have. In fact, folks, that's the exact same temptation that Satan put on Adam and Eve in the garden. Look what you can't have. Don't look at what all you've been given. Look at what you can't have. That's what you should be focusing on. No, no, no. The devil is a liar. And he tries to make us feel like God doesn't want us to have fun. God doesn't want you to have this. God doesn't want you to have that. Folks, if that's the way you feel in your relationship to God, you need a revival. You need to come back to life. You need to listen and look around at all the good things that God has given us. All the blessings, name them one by one. And then you can have that peace, perfect peace. When you take your comfort in Christ alone. Nothing. I want you to get this point if nothing else. Nothing can help you like Jesus can. Nothing can do for us what Jesus has done, is doing, and will continue to do as long as we allow it and we surrender. That is where we get the peace. The perfect peace. And in that mindset, in that obedience, we have comfort for the day of the Lord that is coming. We won't be caught off guard. That's what he's saying, because you're always living a life that's ready for the coming. You're always trying to be obedient. Will we do it perfectly? Never. But he honors our efforts. He honors our trying to do for him. He Every time we say yes to Jesus, it means we're saying no to the world, to the flesh, and to the devil. And he loves us for that. He loves it the more that we say yes to him and no to the world, the flesh, and the devil. The more glory we're bringing to him. Folks, there is nothing that brings glory to God more than us saying yes and surrendering. Instead... Of going out and partying with your friends. Say yes to Jesus. I'll stay home and I'll read and I'll pray. And I'll honor you. Now, does that mean it's wrong to go without, out with your friends? No, I'm not saying that. But when they're going out to party. They're going out to get high. They're going out to get drunk. They're going out to do things they shouldn't do. It's time to say no to them. And yes to Jesus. Whenever we get 
caught up in a situation at work where you're standing around and all of the other workers, your co-workers are telling dirty jokes or saying bad things about other people. It's time to say no to them and yes to Jesus. I'm walking away. I have no part of this. I don't want to gossip. I don't want to talk bad about other people. I don't want to hear all these bad things about other people because Jesus is the one who should make up my mind how I feel about other people, not other people. Amen. We need to learn to say yes more to Jesus and no more to the world, to the flesh and the devil. If we are going to stand with our heads held high on the day of the Lord, we must live according to his word to the best of our ability. You know, he's got this verse that he take, he, he's taken the idea from Isaiah chapter 53, I think it is. But anyway, in verse 8 where he says, But since we belong to the day, let us be self-controlled, putting on faith and love as a breastplate and the hope of salvation as a helmet. Doesn't that sound like what we are told in Ephesians chapter 6 to put on the full armor of God? Here is another segment of that. Here is another way that, that we're being told. Now, in Isaiah, this, this just flabbergasted me. In Isaiah, what it's talking about in the, in the original context is this is God putting on his armor to go out and do battle. And if he puts his armor on, and then in Ephesians chapter 6, he tells us to put on his armor Put on his armor and go out and do battle. It's not our armor, it's his that he has created for us. And only in him can we have that armor. We wear these things all the time because partly it is meant to protect us from the fiery darts of the devil. But it's also meant... For us to do battle against the devil and to go out and to win souls to take them from the kingdom of Satan and bring them into the kingdom of God. Thereby gaining new ground. The more we do that, the fewer people there are that's living in the darkness, that's living at night, that are living in drunkenness, that are living in all of these things that have no hope. Folks, I know that you have seen this. You look around sometimes when you go out in the public, and even if you watch TV, you can see it right there. You look into the eyes of those people, and it's just dead. It's emptiness. There's no hope. And they don't see help. Why do you think so many people are turning to drugs? Why do you think so many people are using alcohol? Why do you think so many people are suicidal? They don't know Christ. They don't have that peace, perfect peace. They don't have that comfort. They don't see that they can have anything better than what this world has already given them. And therefore, they lose hope. If you put your hope in money... <laughs> The stock market's crashing a little more every day. Then what? If you put your hope in, in your position and all of a sudden things go so bad that they don't need you anymore, <laughs> then what? But if you have your hope in Jesus Christ, it doesn't matter what this world brings to you. It doesn't matter what the devil does. It doesn't matter what happens. You are prepared. You are ready and you still can have peace in the middle of that raging storm because Christ is holding you up. Christ is the one who is the only one who is able to get us through all of life's challenges, all of trials, all of the tribulations. He went through them himself, folks. He doesn't just say, yeah, you'll, you'll be okay, just go on. No, he's saying, I did this already. Come on, you'll be okay. Come on. You can do this. You can do this. I did it. You can do it. Come on. Right? I mean, come on, folks. He wants us to walk hand in hand with him. And 
I personally believe that the reason why things are getting so hard in America is because we are under judgment. Why? Because he gave us time to repent. And as a nation, as a church even, we did not. And now, look at what's coming. We need to be serious about being a Christian. We need to be serious about knowing our identity as the son of our daughter of God as belonging to him through Jesus Christ and his shed blood on the cross, we were bought and paid for. All sin, past, present, and future, wiped out, gone. The moment we accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, it's gone. I always think of it this way. You all remember the toys that they used to have. I don't know if they still have them or not, but you ride on it, and then you pull the plastic paper, and it's all gone. In the book was written our sins. The moment the blood covered, it's gone. Hey, man, that's why we're prepared for the day of the Lord. And those who have never accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, they are not. He called us. He gave us a commission. He gave us an order to go and make disciples. Teaching them all that I taught you and baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And then teaching them more. If we were to be graded on a heavenly scale, and we are. If we were to get a grade, a report card of how we're doing with what he's told us to do, what grade do you think we would get as individuals, as families, as a church, as a nation? What kind of score would God give us? And what do we need to work on to raise that grade? If you have a need this morning, just mind the Lord and come. As we sing, Brother Wayne. Our hymn of invitation will be number 369, Jesus, I Come. I come into thy 
Appreciate you. Anything else you have for us? Praise the Lord. Amen. Um, well, I guess we'll go over. Uh, any other? Anyone have any other announcements first, Mike? This Friday. This Friday. Five to seven. Five to seven. Uh, Groucher? Groucher? Yes. Donation or? Yes. Okay. Anyone else have any, any other announcements before we go over the uh, prayer list? Does anyone have anyone they want to add to the prayer list that I haven't been told about yet? Bless the meal. All righty. I'm hoping they're ready <laughs> in there. But uh, let's pray. Father God, thank you so much for being here with us this morning. Thank you for giving us your word to encourage, to uplift, to warn, to guide, to help. Lord, you love us so much, and we are so grateful. I pray that you will bless everyone here and those who couldn't be here this morning for whatever reason. Lord, you know, we ask you to bless them, to touch them, to heal if healing is needed. Lord, whatever it takes, we just pray that you will bless. And now, Lord, we ask that as we go to eat, that you will bless this food, that it will be filling and nourishing to our bodies. Bless the fellowship time. Bless those who prepared the food. Lord, we are so grateful that we have people dedicated to come and, and to help in these times. So, Lord, just bless. And let us use this joy that you give us to strengthen our faith and to help others along the way. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I'm so glad I'm a part of the family of God. I've been washed in the fountain, cleansed by his blood. Join us with Jesus as we travel. 